on the road again just can't wait to get on the road again the life i love is making music with my friends Hello and welcome to this episode of Travel Stories from the Back Again and Gone podcast, still being recorded in the beautiful home office of Chateau Relaxo, Florida. And yes, of course, we're still continuing our series of stories from home because there's still nobody really traveling. Tonight, we're heading into Central Florida and going to the villages. Thanks for listening. Hello. If you are a new listener, welcome. If you are a returning listener, welcome back. Hopefully everybody made it through last weekend. It's July 4th with all 10 of their fingers still attached. Here in Florida, we start the fireworks somewhere around July 3rd and end up on the evening of July 6th or 7th, depending on when we run out of fireworks or the neighbors finally lose their mind on the next door app. If you took the over bet on the Nathan's July 4th hot dog eating contest, you were in the money. For men, the over was 71 and a half, and the ladies, it was 37 and a half. Joey Chestnut once again won, downing 75 dogs in 10 minutes. And get this, Miko Sudo downed 48 and a half dogs in the same 10 minutes. Both were a bloated, sweaty mess, and dipping hot dogs in water is just plain stupid. A little bit of podcast housekeeping over the past few weeks. We have talked about the LUFA code, supposedly intact at the Villages, which is Florida's basically God's waiting room with 60,000 homes of uh, retirees. So the CEO and myself, we took a road trip up through Central Florida to dispel or prove that rumor. So we're going to bring her on in a little bit and let her discuss her findings Following up on last week's summer travel episode, here's a few additional travel-related thoughts as you head back into the wild, social distancing and local mask regulations being followed. You're bound to get thirsty. I know I will. Liquor, libations, adult beverages, call it what you like. Here are a few thoughts to keep in mind as you venture back out into, as Ron White would say, public. The first thing that you're going to notice is that your drinks will be weaker. You have been your own personal bartender since mid-March, and I'm willing to bet that you used to jigger on the first drink each day, but not the subsequent drinks that followed. So yes, drinks will be weaker, and don't feel bad. I do the same thing myself. Of course, we want to sit at the bar if they will allow you to. Here in Florida, some of the, some of the bar, well, we've actually shut down all of the bars right now but a lot of the bars were pulling up tables to the bar since they wouldn't let you sit at the bar. So sit as close as you can to the bar. And this is for a couple reasons. First, the conversations will be better. I mean, everybody's looking to socialize a little bit, but make sure you keep social distancing. And second, you can eyeball your drink being made. There's a huge difference between Grey Goose Vodka and Stoli's. Don't forget about Uber and Lyft. Buzzed driving is drunk driving, and beyond the selfishness of drunk driving and the damage that it can cause, a DUI is extremely expensive. Uh, my ex-wife was hit by a drunk driver when she was approximately six months pregnant with our son, and as you can well imagine, the stress of the impact induced labor, which modern medicine was able to stop. Thankfully, everyone was okay, but a selfish act nevertheless. Yes, I love liquor, libations, and adult beverages. 
but I will not and do not drink and drive. Squirrely booze. Stateside, this isn't that big of a concern, but outside the country, it can be a reality. Bad booze is the stuff my grandparents called moonshine, and as they said, it will make you go blind. And this is booze that's mixed with methanol, so think antifreeze. Uh, And there are still places in the world that does not have regulations on food and beverages, and bad booze or tainted booze can produce symptoms like dizziness, headaches, vomiting, abdominal pain, breathlessness, vertigo, and obscured vision. And I realized that those symptoms do sound like you might actually be hammered and not suffering from alcohol poisoning. But be on the lookout. If you're unsure about the quality of your drink, you can always put your uh, finger over the tip of the straw as you put it into the drink and trap a little bit of the booze in the straw. Give it a taste. See what you think. And of course, common sense, don't leave your drink unattended while you go to the restroom. A couple airline stories. Thermometers are now mandatory uniform items for United flight attendants. This comes to us from Paddle Your Own Canoe, K-A-N-O-O. Flight attendants at United Airlines will now have to carry a thermometer around them with them when they are on duty. And the airline declared it a mandatory item for their uniform. And not that the flight attendants will be trying to use the thermometers on anyone apart from themselves. United is issuing thousands of devices so its crew members can carry on self-conducted health assessments up to twice a day in an attempt to identify possible COVID symptoms as early as possible. And my temperature gets scanned every time I go to the gym. It takes seconds. It's painless. No big deal. And besides, it gives me an opportunity to use this joke. Do you know the difference between an oral and a rectal thermometer? The taste. Sticking with United, United CEO Scott Kirby spoke with the Wall Street Journal. And there were a couple takeaways from his interview. You know, masks are all the rage and required by United in order to fly. Accordingly, United has temporarily banned five passengers for refusing to wear theirs. No flying for these five as long as the masks are required. And in a make sense cash preservation move, United will continue to fly older planes instead of purchasing new ones. And I can only imagine how many meetings it took for them to come up with that decision. And right now, probably the least desirable job on the planet has to be an airplane salesman. Just in time for July 4th, Delta, Atlanta's hometown airline, reintroduced select beer and wine on domestic flights with some added safety measures. Beginning July 2nd, domestic first class and Delta Comfort Plus customers will begin to see complimentary beer and wine on all flights greater than 500 miles. Delta teams listened to feedback from customers and then consulted with health professionals before bringing back single-serve red and white wine, as well as Heineken, Miller Lite, Sweetwater 420, and Sweetwater IPA back onto the planes. You know, thankfully, the health professional signed off on the Sweetwater series because those are both great Atlanta beers. Delta went on to post that they always take pride in listening to our customers, and we know beer and wine are the adult beverages our customers want most, and these selections are the first step towards a normalized beverage offering while continuing to keep customer and crew safety at the center of everything we do. The plan is for flight attendants to pass out the cans and single-serve bottles, which are complimentary again in both First Class and Delta Comfort Plus, using serving trays to minimize touch points on board. Uh, Since beer and wine selections have fewer touch points than other beverage options, they are individually contained. They are the best to be reintroduced first on board as Delta brings back additional food and beverage options in the future. 
You know, COVID has brought a whole new vernacular or vocabulary to our world. For example, touch points. Uh, you know, six months ago, touch points to me meant something having to do with sexy time. Shelter in place was what we did on Friday night when none of the kids were at home. Social distancing was code for being an introvert. Flattening the curve was my Monday morning diet strategy for the week. And a new word that I've never heard is zoonotic, which means it is a disease that was originally detected in an animal, but is now infecting people as well. So again, thank you, COVID, for bringing a whole new uh, battering of terms and definitions for us. And here's our PSA for the week. Folks, please don't microwave your library books. Somehow, somewhere, someone decided that microwaving library books was a great defense against the COVID. And apparently it isn't that great of an idea because most library books have RFID tags in them. And these are the tags that they use for tracking books as they go in and out of the library. Guess what? They contain metal. And if you've never microwaved metal, think mini 4th of July. This homegrown procedure in turn damages the books. If you're truly that concerned about COVID-taining books, ask your librarian about the procedures they follow. When books are returned, I guarantee you they have some kind of a procedure in place. However, this is an excellent way to deactivate those pesky RFID tracking chips, and I'm pretty sure that the microwave treatment will kill most bookworms. As I had said at the top of the show, we would be joined by the CEO of Chateau Relaxo here again with us once again. How you doing? Pretty good. How about you? Doing pretty good. We're going to get your kind of take on our summer travel plans and then follow up to another uh, topic from an episode I did a couple weeks ago. And we had talked a couple times, I think even on the show, that our summer plans were to have been a Kentucky bourbon trail tour. Correct. We heard at the liquor store out here in Sanford, Florida, about a big bike rally bourbon trail tour. Right. They do a big yearly bourbon tour up there. So we figure what better time. Um, and then the COVID set in, but we were looking forward. We were going to visit probably eight or nine different distilleries. I think Michener's, uh, Old Forester's, one of your favorites, Angel's Envy. Woodford Reserve. Woodford Reserve, Jim Beam, and then Bullet. Maker's Mark. Maker's Mark, I think we were going to do as well, Evan Williams. So it was going to be probably the better part of a week. Uh, one name that is not part of the Bourbon Trail, which I found surprising, was Buffalo Trace. One of our favorites is, the reason it is, is it's not included in the official Bourbon Trail due to the fact that they're not on the board of distillers. Probably is one of my favorite distilleries because they do Blanton's, and we watched that uh, Bourbon Special Neat, mm-hmm. and they did a pretty deep dive into Buffalo Trace. But due to things at work with a lot of people on furloughs, it's just not conducive to get away for the better part of five or seven days. So we've decided to change it up a little bit, or as everybody uses the word nowadays, pivot. We've pivoted our travel plans, and what do we got going on for at least a couple days this week? Uh, We're going to head up about three and a half, four hours up the road to Savannah, Georgia, a quick getaway that we come and do and we're going to take a cooking class and take in some of the sites and fine dining there you go it's kind of like groundhog day because last time we were in savannah was when all this hell broke loose and and we did a cooking class class, so god only knows so if anything goes really squirrely you can probably blame it on us 
And then the other reason that you're here is we took a kind of a road trip. We've been doing a lot of day trips uh, on the weekend just to kind of get out of the house. We've been doing a lot of the antique trail. We'll probably talk about that in another episode. But a few weeks ago, we did about a 60-mile road trip up to... The villages. The villages <laughs> for a couple reasons. Uh, one was you had turned me on to a couple on YouTube called the Villages Florida Newcomers. Jerry and Linda. Correct. Recent retirees. From the Midwest. Of course, the Midwest. <laughs> they do uh, probably a video every week or so on what healthcare in the villages. Just different true features of the villages for people who are looking to relocate there. They cover, is it too hot? What does, is it a good place to be single? How expensive is it? Is there dangers of hurricanes? Taxes in Sutton County. Yeah, there's a big, because we'll talk about that here in a minute, is the villages is taking over so much of the state up there. There are, I think, three different counties, but the taxes can get a little bit out of hand. And me being me, took a deep dive into their channel and watched just about all of their videos, and they seem like they have a pretty good time. The other reason for the Mythbuster 2020 summer trip for us was for years... The word on the street had been that the villages was the STD capital of the country. Not the county, not the state, but the actual country. And it's really hard to substantiate. I tried to find it everything I could. It's just one of those kind of elusive things, but it does make sense. You've got a lot of singles up there. Guys are dying off, leaving their widows. You got a bunch of older couples that uh, are in the autumn of their years, probably don't care that much, and then mix in modern medicine. And uh, it's possible they could have named this Pound Town instead of the villages. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so, but the other one, the myth that we were really looking to bust was what was called the Lufa Code. And where did you hear about this? I heard about that on the Mike O'Mara show. They were talking about it, and it was on Reddit. And Lufa, as in what you tie on your car antenna. Or Lufa, what you use in a shower. To wash yourself with. And for years, I mean, we both, for the most part, grew up in Florida. And for years, old people have been tying stuff on their antennas or their car so they can find it. Right. Makes sense. You got a sea of uh, white and silver four-door sedans out there. Yours has got a Lufa, or I've seen pool noodles, tennis balls, anything on the antenna. Makes it easier to find. Problem is, there's not a lot of antennas on cars anymore. And when we were up there, I did not see antennas on the alternative mode of transportation, golf transportation, cars. Right. So, so the alleged code, apparently the color of the loofah that you have tied to your vehicle of choice, be it a car or a golf cart, is your friendliness or openness to partner swapping or swinging. And so, the code went on to say, if you've got a white Lufa tied to your vehicle. You're a novice or a beginner. Purple is a voyeur, and you're people that like to watch. Pink is a soft swap, whatever the hell that is. Or you like it when other people are in the room with you. Blue is the lowest level of a full swap. Yellow is mid-level. Black is a full swap. That's for the people that say, what the hell, and let it all go down. And if you have a teal loofah, you're uh indicating that you're bisexual for those who want to increase their dating chances. So a soft swap is probably just touching and kissing. I have no idea, but I was raring to go. So we'll talk about the villages first, then we'll come back and both give our verdict as to the Lufa, Lufa code. Uh, so we left out of here and we drove up through 441, the same 441 that runs 
pretty much the whole eastern coast of the United States. My parents actually in Georgia live not that far off 441. And then we lived down at uh, Frickford Farms. Again, we were not that far from 441. So it's just one long, continuous road full of traffic lights. But we drove up through Tavares, which is the America's seaplane city, which is cool because there's always seaplanes coming and going, landing on the lake. And according to Google Maps, we took off on, uh, what was it, Country Road 466. Country Road or Crossroad? No, I think it's Country Road. And so when we got there, we really expected to see a huge Welcome to the Villages sign. And we didn't see anything. All of a sudden, uh, we find ourselves, you could tell that you were there. But, and the reason was that we really weren't on the main drag. For some reason, Google had, or Google Maps had put us into a different uh, a different road to get up there. We drove in and there was multi-million dollar homes on one side of the road and pasture on the other side of the road. And you would go a mile or two. And then on one side of the road, there would be $500,000 homes and up to a million dollars connected with a golf course. Every neighborhood was gated. We figured we could just kind of drive through, but every neighborhood was gated. So we headed to the sales center disguised as what Peter and Bernie Nussbaum. No, really? <laughs> I think that was, that was what I was going to go in as. And then right at the last minute, I chickened out and told them that we were on a recon uh, mission for my parents, trying to see if they were interested in relocating. So there's actually a monthly amenity fee of about $160 a household. And there's what, 60,000 homes up there? Thereabouts. I think there was over 100 golf courses, no, swimming pools. So for 162 bucks a month, you get free golf on all the exec- executive courses. There is a trail fee if you use your own cart, and there is over 50 golf courses, 100 swimming pools, tennis, pickleball, bocce ball, and there's over 2,000 planned activities each week. There's fishing lakes, parks, fitness trails, and what was the number one activity up there? Mm, Bowling. Oh, bowling. Yeah, so apparently you don't need a lot of stamina to bowl, and all of these older people, uh, they love bowling, so there's several bowling alleys as, as well. They sell about 400 homes a month and a 50-50 split between new and resale. They actually offer a lifestyle preview plan for 99 bucks a night. You can stay anywhere from, what, four to five nights, four to seven nights, I think it was. I, I don't remember if you said, I, I thought there was a minimum. I think a minimum was four. And you got a fully furnished villa, a golf cart, bikes, free golf, movie tickets, uh, so that probably could have been a good fallback for our vacation this, this summer. Four nights up there for hundred bucks a night. Yeah. There is a uh, a ton of shopping centers. We found the only time I've ever seen a Publix and a Winn Dixie in the same plaza. Same plaza, complete with golf cart parking. And it had in that same plaza they had the dealership where you buy your golf cart and golf carts are not cheap no so the depending upon if you want drapes on your golf carts if you want it to look like a classic car what type of seats you know they the ones we saw started at twelve thousand dollars and then connected with the golf cart dealership was where you fill your fill your golf cart up with gas. Yeah, so some are gas powered, some are battery powered, and we found out the secret to getting into all of the neighborhoods is while it is gated, 
there's a red button on every single box, like a call box, and you push that. And we drove through probably eight or nine neighborhoods mm-hmm. trying to get the lay of the land. I mean, we saw homes. They used to do manufactured mobile homes. They don't. That's what they started with. They don't do that anymore. Um, a lot of people are rebuying those and then knocking down or removing the mobile home and putting a traditional stucco-style home. But we saw homes starting at, what, mid-200s? probably i think that's what he said they started at like 200 and like they can go up to multi-million dollars i think we, we ran through a couple neighborhoods and turned on zillow just to kind of get an idea and some of them we saw were five three, three hundred one neighborhood one neighborhood was six hundred seven hundred thousand so depending upon how much property you want how much uh landscaping you want is the price of the house right they don't you have to do your own land your own lawn maintenance that is not included in the 162 dollars but it is taking up three counties i mean they are kind of their own uh voting power up there i mean politically what political wise i mean that is a big chunk with sixty thousand homes in it and figure you know maybe 1.2 1.5 people living per house i mean that's close to a hundred thousand thousand votes up there the gentleman also said that people typically move three times while they're you know living in the villages and so they move from their larger family home into a smaller home possibly two bedrooms two baths they figure out that that's too small so they move to another home which is a little bit larger and then finally as they get elderly they move into the assisted living facility which is very close to the hospital chain which is Advent Health. So the Advent has a hospital there. I mean it reminded me when I was talking to the sales guy it's very much like Reedy Creek down here with Disney where they don't rely on any of the county facilities. They have their own hospital, they have their own police force. Uh, I didn't ask about fire department, but I'm sure they have their own fire department as well. And he called it Disney World for adults. For adults. <laughs> and it seemed like, you know, it seemed there was lots of people, lots of lots of activity. Uh, this was a couple weeks ago before we went back under a mask order. So we didn't see a lot of people wearing masks around, but, uh, you know, I mean, that's... But that's also up there in Sumter County, and Sumter County might not have a mask order like Orange County. That's true. They may not. But remember also one thing he told us is that the Villages is currently on the east side of the Turnpike up in those counties, and they're now expanding and going to the west side of the Turnpike where they're building new home sites. So they plan on growing to the value of the home. And the one benefit for each little neighborhood, they have their own shopping center, yeah. which is the Publix or the Winn-Dixie, and you have your Walgreens and your little Bed Bath & Beyond and different things. I like think that. that we, we saw Talbots. We saw, I mean, they're not lacking Walmart. for anything, a, ni- a nice Walmart as well. So two questions. One, would that, where would you rather retire, there or in the mountains? In the mountains. In the mountains. And what is your verdict on the Lufa code? Now, we spent several hours driving around. We parked. We ate lunch. We ate lunch, so we had a pretty good overview. So is the Lufa code? No. No Lufa code. I would agree. We didn't see a damn Lufa tied to anything. Nope. <laughs> Golf cart, antennas of cars, or what's left of antennas on cars, we did not see anything. I truly believe this is urban legend. I still believe, though, the STDs is probably uh, 
there's probably some validity to that. You know, I don't know. I, I mean, he did talk about the number of men to women and, you know, that type of situation, but we didn't see it. So if we didn't see it, can't call it. Yeah. Well, thanks for stopping in. And we got a road trip this week. So maybe after that, if uh, things spiral out of control, COVID or any kind of other murder hornet or health crisis wise, it probably is our fault because we went to Savannah and did the same exact thing March 13th. Everybody, as I keep wanting to say, travel safe. Until then, since nobody's traveling, I'm going to say stay safe and thanks for listening. Hey, wait a second. Don't go. Make sure you check out all the blogs over at HypeAmerica.com. From food to travel to just general life humor, we cover all the topics. Thanks again.